Moses, if you keep bringing your poopy ass over here, I swear to God. You got a cat problem? Yeah, dude. He keeps jumping up on the desk, and he didn't clean his butt, and he keeps showing me. He's got a full load? Carrying a full load? It looks like he's about to give birth to a pound of fudge. Or he just did. You need to get that boy to the toilet. <laughs> he knows how to use it. Well, you best get it's to full it. full of sand. <laughs> you best get to it. <laughs> Welcome back, to everyone, to a new season. Season four. Oh, season four. <laughs> no, did I'm we just skip right over season three? Oh, that's right. We were season two. I'm just kidding. We're, we're still season two. Season two forever. Season two is never over. This is just the You know the what they beginning. say, two seasons in a movie. This is just the beginning. And and now we roll the... That's, now we roll that's the, the subtitle of season two, is this is just the beginning. Season two, it's just the beginning. Roll <laughs> intro music. everybody to explaining to austin it's the number one podcast in the disputed ukrainian russian border zone (laughs) number one podcast in the conflict zone i'll be honest soon to be world war one podcast there soon to be world war three battleground zero uh welcome back everyone welcome back this is still season two you know that that is it's still season two, but now at least Austin's in the same location. But me, Peyton, I'm broadcasting from the all new high tech, uh, uh, special new state of the art, uh, Peyton Brock secret fortress recording broadcast studios from lovely Los Angeles, California. You're actually in a in the basement of the Warner Brothers lot, in the uh, secret underground. That's tunnels. true. They don't know you're there. I'm either down there or I'm high atop the Beverly Hills. Uh, you're in inside the hills. Yes, I. So you heard right, folks. The hills I, are alive with the sound of Peyton. The hills have eyes with with the sound of music in them. <laughs> that's how that goes, right? <laughs> The the so. music is in their eyes. I can see it. You you ever look in a man's eyes and say that man has music in his eyes? Yeah, and then every once in a while you look at someone in the eyes and you're like, there is no music in that person's yeah, eyes. Yeah, they got dead eyes, like a like a shark, like a doll's eyes, or a <laughs> like shark. The way a white-tailed deer looks. Right. Uh, so yes, you heard right, folks. As mentioned in last episode, we took last week off, but before that, the the most recent episode. When we were on the move in the mobile studio, uh, we were, of course, heading to California because I, Peyton, have uh, have moved to the Los Angeles area, and I am coming to you from there now, uh, three hours behind Austin. So I am actually communicating from the past to Austin in the future. Oh, yeah, because here it is uh, January 31st. 2024 right that's how time zones work it's a different week well it's because i went to la in the beginning of the of the month right and then coming back that's traveling to the future and then i was just in san francisco 
Right. And traveling back, I also went back into the future. So, so um, you've been jumping days. It's yeah, I, it's I've amassed enough where I'm actually in 2024 now, and let me tell wow. you, it's not looking good here. Looking bleak. You know, it's funny. Like they solved climate change, oh, really? um, but the downside is that everything smells like poop now. Oh boy! Like if you walk outside, it smells like poop. But they did fix climate change. That's I'll I'll say that's very surprising. Didn't expect that. No one did. It was an accident. Oh, okay. Hence the poop from what smell. I understand. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is Peyton coming live to you from LA because, of course, uh, I'm the number one movie fan in the world and you can't be a real movie head a real movie fan unless you live in uh los angeles the place Everyone where is a poser. the place where films are made of uh this is a yeah call out post lots of other podcasts have people who say oh i'm a movie head i'm a movie fan and yet they don't live they I don't even live in california they don't live in california much less la los angeles which is spanish for city of movies Yes, that is. I took Spanish. Uh, you ever see that film, Indiana Jones and the City of Movies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so glad to be coming to you here. It's still season two, but I am in a new location, so it's kind of like a... This is like a season arc, in a way. Yeah, for oh, true. It's like, it's like act two. Right, right. The, the peak of act two. Now it's all downhill from here. It's all downhill from here. That's season two's tagline. It's just the <laughs> downhill be- from here. Well, it's both. It's just the beginning, but it's all downhill from here. So it's the beginning <laughs> of a lot of going downhill. Uh, you're you're doing well back in um, uh, Podunk, uh, t- uh, Southern America, grounding our audience to the the common man. While I'm an elite, a coastal elite, hunting, hunting tower. the hunting the poor for sport. <laughs> All right, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're unemployed in Los Angeles, right? Uh, one could just s- go ahead and just go ahead and answer that one. Well, one could use the word unemployed. <laughs> Others could use the word wide open for millions of possible <laughs> outcomes. I'm at the I'm at a nexus point of of diverging. Uh, uh, timelines, all multiple universes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Here I am in this in the boonies. Um, but you have a job. Correct. And um, and a house. Right. I have those things and a car. And the car. I have car. Good. I have car. You have car. I have car. Um. I think that was like humanity's first word, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have car. I have car. Um, That's what Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. said on the steps of the oh, Lincoln Memorial remember, in his remember speech. famous speech. He said, I have car. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> no one knew what it meant then. And, you know, I can't wait till we figure it out. No, it's a cryptic message for future generations. Have you heard the uh, the speech synthesis programs that can replicate his voice? Yeah, I have. Or, I've like heard the, him, not only his voice, yeah, many like voices. Them, but like what if they one. only cracked that, but they was like, we figured out how to synthesize like speech using like an AI thing, and you can make it say whatever you want. But we only, the, it, for some reason, Martin Luther King is like the only voice that it works with. <laughs> so, 
I hope you like Martin Luther King Jr., the Doctor Reverend, because uh, Doctor Reverend, because he's he's all we got for this technology. For some reason, his everyone else's voice wrong frequency. MLK, spot on. We can. Yeah, for some reason that one just. Do you want to hear him rap the uh, the the chorus of Gangsters Paradise? We can do that. Everything yeah. else off the table. Can't can't do it. <laughs> like for some reason, it just doesn't quite work with our system. But yeah, no him him doing his voice doing the Navy Seal copy pasta just makes me so happy. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I've heard it. Uh, no, it's a good bit. Good bit for sure. I'll say. So yeah, glad no glad to be. I'm now the the show's West Coast correspondent. You're our East and uh, and rural South correspondent. Correct. Um, so yeah, that's going good. Speaking of correspondences, though, and as alluded to at the beginning of this episode a minute ago, uh, we gotta address the elephant in the news. Is that the saying? Elephant in the news. I've heard it. Uh, what do you think about what do you think about our uh, possible impending World War Three with b- via Russia and Ukraine, Austin? So, I don't know enough to really have a strong opinion, right? But... That should be this show's tagline. That should be all other uh, cis men's opinion along with mine. Like, that should be... We should all... That should be America's tagline. We we should all work on that. That should Um, be America. I don't know enough to have a real opinion, but... But this is how I feel about it emotionally. But here's what I think. Didn't we have a World War Three scare, like, two years ago? Well, yeah, there was the stuff with um, Iran when uh, when we decided... When Trump decided to drone strike... Um, what's his name? What's it, What was his name? The general from Iran that we, like, assassinated via drone strike. And then there was a bunch of tensions over that, and... It ended up not going anywhere. Uh, right. I mean, besides our general hostilities towards Iran, but thankfully no further conflict has broken out officially yet. So, Anyway, Russia and Ukraine, though, is, is, what I understand is that when, and again, heavy grain of salt, I'll get to the real point in a minute of regardless of your understanding what your point what it what my opinion is and what I think people's opinion should be but uh, I believe when uh, the USSR disbanded uh, NATO was like we're not gonna go into the the eastern part of Europe we're gonna leave you guys alone uh, we're gonna let it be and then slowly over time they've encroached and uh, allowed nations in the uh, Eastern Europe area to join nato and that's made russia more and more kind of nervous and testy and so uh you know all of that along with you know ukraine wasn't even like really a country it's always kind of been a part of europe even before uh ussr and then of course during the soviet states so you know they've always felt like a connection and and russia's always kind of seen it as a you know auxiliary state of russia rather than its own thing and so all of that compounding with russia kind of wanting to you know, encroach into Ukraine and then Ukraine, you know, it, it's like split between people who are pro that. And then, of course, the the whole issue, the people who are against that, who are our supposed allies are like 75 percent made up of like full on like Nazi, like Ukrainian nationalists who, you know, 
unabashedly fly like the Nazi flag and are like pro fascism and like pro Nazism explicitly and like white supremacy. Um, so you've got that whole conflict as well, um, wrapped into it, which makes our, you know, allying with Ukraine in this situation, pretty, uh, questionable considering the, the, the people that we, that we would supposedly be fighting alongside. Uh, yeah. My, my, my real takeaway though is, and I feel like this, you know, can be said whether you're, I mean, I feel like this is true despite your uh, level of knowledge on the situation uh it's incredibly stupid and i don't care uh russia is is stupid and not in a great place right now ukraine is is also that but has literal nazis you know in their military and these militias trying to protect the border and so i absolutely do not care about this conflict nor do i think the u.s should be involved with it in any way uh so just all yeah, around, like, not good. Both sides, not great. I mean, I guess I would prefer the Russian side that doesn't have literal Nazi militias, uh, right-wing militias. Um, yeah, like, I, but something that... All, 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 I don't care. I don't care, and I I hope not... I saw someone online say, and I agree with this, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bet on nothing happening, because uh, if something does, we'll all be nuclear, uh, you know... Uh, nuclear annihilated before anyone can own me and say I was wrong. Right, like it. The way I feel about it is like, if you, like, for my like, public school and some hobbyist, or like some extracurricular interest, um, in like how World War One and World War Two started. There's like a fuck ton of like compounding things that were happening all at once. Right. And it usually wasn't just, like, a territory dispute between two powers, right? Yeah. Like, with World War One specifically, like, there were tons of countries dealing with, like, a ton of shit that was all, like, affecting each other or because of each other. And then, like, a world leader was assassinated in public, which kind of kicked everything off, right, yes. from what I understand. And then World War Two, like similar kind of thing like there were tensions rising high and then like an insane regime decided it wanted not just to territorially dispute like one country but like wanted to kind of take over everything and... right so are you saying that, that this seems a lot more you're saying are you saying this is analogous to that or this is uh this feels like way less... way like and this feels like inconsequential compared right. to the circumstances that started the other two worlds. No, wars. I think I think that's definitely fair to say. Yeah. Like which, like to which call makes... this like the start of World War 3 is like I mean that's a big accusation right. to make. Well, I think people are saying that because like if the US and Russia right now went to blows, like we both do have ICBM, you know, nukes, we do yeah. we do have intercontinental ballistic missiles, right? Uh, and so, but that that's why I think it's so stupid. It's because it's over such a bullshit, stupid uh, conflict. And if this is what you know causes a you know nuclear war, you know World War Three, you know, calling it that on the level of like, oh, it, the impact it would have, yeah. But despite the fact that it's nowhere near the you know complexity of you know, involvement or, or, yeah. or, or deeming, you know, necessary. So yeah, it's, it's stupid, but, uh, whatever happens, uh, you can be sure we'll be here through it all till the end. If, if, if war breaks out, you know what, I'm going to go to the front lines 
in in on the border as a neutral reporter on be reporting the the latest news. You know why, Austin? Why? Uh, because you think about it. If if it if stuff breaks out and the U.S. gets involved and the missiles and nukes start flying. You know, the last place they're going to actually hit with a nuke is probably the, the place where the literal conflict is happening. They're going to be too busy striking capitals and major cities. The Some fucking potato field in Ukraine, no one's going to think about it. Uh, yeah. So that's where I'm heading if shit kicks off. And I'll, t- I'll, read, I'll do a I'll live podcast from the front lines. Uh, well, it'll be, this will become like a, you know, world politics uh reporting guerrilla journalist uh podcast and people will say well you know the first 30 something episodes of the podcast you know they're not great it's just two dipshits talking about movies and stuff but uh then it really picks up around 40 or 50 uh when when world war three breaks off and and suddenly the podcast is on the front lines yeah, could you imagine? This is like we just a, become wartime reporters. Yeah, it's like, but it's all we don't rebrand or start a new podcast. It's no. all just this podcast still, where we've talked about uh, children's movies with a, a puppet and uh, bad action <laughs> movies, uh, and then it just we just we transition into a wartime journalism, guerrilla journalist podcast. Genuinely, like that's such a fucking funny idea. Like I want to see that. Like I don't want that to happen in real life because I don't want to be a wartime journalist. That sounds like well, some of you the can stay fucking shit. You can you stay can. here. I'll go. Don't worry. I'll go. Okay. Okay. You I'll be here. like the homeland right. correspondent. Right. But like, I would love to see a movie. Like, I just want to see this in a comedy. Right. That would be you a know? good <laughs> premise. And it's like I, you know, I'd be in the field and like you know, uh, distant bombs in the back and be like, I'm reporting from a city adjacent to the where where current skirmish is happening between u.s ukrainian forces and the russian military uh i can't help but can't help but remind me of the scene in munchie strikes back where (laughs) this is just like using the most stupid analogies of topics we've covered on this show to talk about a major international incident making poop and cum jokes yeah. like while you're out on the field like yeah smells like cum yeah <laughs> i'm standing next to a dead body oh god oh fuck that's so fucking funny so i guess i have to do that now that i've said it yeah you're uh, locked in baby. locked in better better get some standby tickets to to kiev there better you go crack a beer for crack Peyton. one open pour one out for 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 your girl Going to the front lines. Hot bitches if shit always end off. up as wartime reporters. Yep, yep. If shit kicks off, uh, so. Can we talk about the fucking? Biden quote from the, from the uh, press conference oh, the other day. Where he called the guy a son of a bitch? A stupid son of a bitch. Hell yeah. Dude. That shit is so funny. Listen. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. That's like the most respectable thing he's done while in office. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I mean, yeah, it's like... like 
I, Genuinely, yeah. I mean that. Like, he's, as someone who doesn't really like him, it's right. like... As, like, he, it's, he's, he's a piece of shit, and he, so far, has widely not just done not done anything beneficial besides, you know, the one good thing of getting out of Afghanistan, which yeah. now is, you know, at we're on the brink of another war, so that's starting to diminish that that triumph. Right. Uh, but besides shit. that, you know, everything else is not great. But, uh, dude, if, if honestly, if he just talked like that all the time, I, I think would, not only would I like it more, but I think just in general, like, he would do better in polls. Like oh, absolutely. The, it, I mean, at this point, it, I feel like people... You know, like, why they not? I want that. Like, we hate that. Like, that's why Trump did so well, like, among his base, partially, is, like, that, um, that, like, doesn't feel rehearsed, just, like, bullshit, like, you're just talking. Right. You know, you're not, like, pretending to be something, and, like, he still does that sometimes, but, like, the fact that, like, the one guy asked a question and Biden was like, well, yeah, like, I would answer that question if that's what this press conference was about, but it's not. Right. So, like, stop asking. And then, like, not even five minutes later, you hear the other guy, like, well, what do you think about this? And he goes, are you fucking kidding me, you stupid son of a bitch? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, like, Hell yeah. I feel safe in saying at this point, uh, I, I doubt there's anything substantial policy-wise uh, that Biden is going to do to make him make me like him or make him seem anything less than just like a custodian of the capitalist hegemony, you know, hegemony. Uh, But if he, if he does at the same time also start just being more and more of like loose cannon, grumpy Irish grandpa, uh, I would on a personal level, I would definitely be entertained and, and overall more positive, if not just for the reason of, of liking it because uh, it's making all the people who, you know, are get so caught up in and both from, you know, the liberal and the right wing about decency and, and, you know, all this, him just calling a guy a son of a bitch, like a, like an angry grandpa. Yeah. Like uh, he's literally funny. just losing it. And like, yeah, it's like, it's, and I love it. it yeah. It's a great, I honestly want that I, all along, you know, they're, they've been trying to kind of like keep him at bay and like keep the keep the interactions to a minimum honestly at this point they just need to with things going how they are take the leash off his his polls right now are in like the 30s or something yeah just take the leash off like why not like yeah let it it happen i feel like it's gonna only make things potentially better and i know i'd like it at least he's gonna make a bunch of shitheads online entertained (laughs) um he's he's gonna get the zoomer support yeah, literally, like, they're just gonna be like, yeah, you know what, fuck it, he says some dumb shit, and that's funny. Um, there's this, uh, man, I'm trying to find this. Yeah, okay, do you know, uh, who Dan Price is? Uh, no, based on that name, it sounds like a guy that would be like a, uh, like, he has a beard, and he, he's like a right-wing guy, and he complains about liberals and... actually quite quite the opposite um he is the ceo of gravity payments which is like a payment processing company Uh but um every employee like he he's he's like the one good ceo (laughs) because he um listened to his employees and shit and he made the minimum wage for his company 70 grand a year oh really yeah like no one makes less than that at his company they're all like uh partial owners through stock options and stuff like that like he really listens to them and makes sure their needs are met and all that and like um they had like 
120, like he posted something where he was like, we had 120 job openings, like for new positions that we created. And um, we had like over 15,000 applications to them. Hmm. He's like, so this is what happens when you treat your employees well and pay them nicely and like treat them like human, like humans, right? Right. Well, he tweeted a thing that I thought was pretty funny that was like um, uh, making fun of people who like call Biden a socialist. Right. Where he says, one year under a socialist president in Congress, stock market is up to a 13% to a record high. Billionaire wealth is up 25% to a record high. Corporate profit is up 18% to a record high. And taxes on the wealthy and big businesses remain unchanged. It's almost like the rich do well no matter who's in charge. Right. And it's like, I, I like That's him accurate. a lot because it's like, he's a CEO of a company that makes a good bit of money, but he's still like, wow, this system is fucked and I'm going to do what I can to fucking fix it from my side. Yeah, I mean... I don't know him. I can't say whether or not I endorse him since I don't know anything about him. But um, yeah, I've like looked I, into him a good bit, and I, I respect him. I will a good say bit. that uh, yeah, I mean that's a better solution than than most people just shouting and complaining about uh, you know people not wanting to work. Uh, yeah, no, that's he like makes fun of those people. Like he roasts them on Twitter and shit. It's pretty entertaining. And let me tell you, as someone who's who's been applying for probably upwards of forty or fifty jobs at this point, uh, looking for a job in their field. Uh, you know, not applying, you know, applying for stuff I should be reasonably qualified for as someone who's worked in, you know, various professional settings and has a bachelor's degree, you know, and yeah. all this, uh, you know, I, I was told I've been hearing everyone say, oh, no one wants to work. And yet here I am submitting 40, 50 applications and so far have heard nothing yet. So uh, I don't know. I don't I, apparently the people hiring don't want to work either. Something's going on because uh I ain't getting hired yet. Yeah, man. It's like... I, I shared a thing today that was like... Uh, um, people call... Or like... Um, people call flipping burgers unskilled labor... As if 90% of them wouldn't fucking die the minute they walked into a professional kitchen. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, no. From experience? Absolutely. It's not made for everyone. And like... Meanwhile, and, oh. you, ha meanwhile you have some... Uh, fancy lad at, at working you know who's gotten a job straight out of Yale at the Federalist Society writing for the Federalist you know publication about how oh uh, Millennials and Gen Z are are entitled and they don't deserve better wages when you know they literally have a job that uh, you know was was handed to them on a platter after yeah. college writing for writing for the <laughs> writing for the the, the Koch brothers or you know or a backed uh, Koch brother backed uh, you know uh, right-wing news publication yeah uh, meanwhile yeah it's like that's gonna any any person with a check mark on Twitter uh, I guarantee um, any minimum wage, most minimum wage or all minimum wage jobs are more difficult than what any person with a check mark on Twitter does for a living. Oh yeah, and they would like be on their feet for like an hour and a half and be like, oh my god, my feet hurt so bad. Right. Like I can't. I need to sit down. And their manager's like, mm, no, you, you ain't can't sitting sit. down. You can't you, we sit. got we got orders, bud. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, or even if it's a job where, like, sitting would make sense, like a cashier. Oh, no, you have to stand because it makes you look like you're working harder. And they're going to be like, well, that's dumb. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, you Too know bad. those fuckers, like, literally can't handle the real world shit. Like, um, I also think it's funny when, like, flipping burgers is used as the, like, the cry for, like, an unskilled job. 
when like the people that say that serve the driest like overcooked fucking burgers at their right. family barbecues they like, don't know how to cook for shit <laughs> yeah they go to um they 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 go to fucking cook burgers at, on their grill for their family and it just like ends up black and like tastes like charcoal because that's all they know how to all, do is all, like, all the food they make is boiled in a in a pot on the stove <laughs> that's all they know how to cook it's just yeah, exactly. boiling boiling Bo- shit boiled no bo- boiled beef <laughs> with 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 boiled beans it's just yeah like exactly dry tasteless mush yeah that's a good point uh and i agree austin hell yeah what a stupid son of a bitch. Alright, well, uh, I, I do have an article I saved for, for today. I saw it the other day on Twitter. This was... Ooh. I saw it I, yesterday morning on Twitter. Popped up via the New York Post. Uh, that bastion of journalism. Um, it's called... I don't know if you saw this. Eric Clapton claims people vaccinated against COVID-19 are under hypnosis. Can you just read that back to me one more time? Eric Clapton, uh, mm-hmm. famous guitarist uh, and uh, shouter of racist things, cocaine user, yeah, yeah, uh, father of the year, <laughs> <laughs> ba- uh, father of the year, uh, baby falling out of window enthusiast. Eric Clapton claims people vaccinated against COVID nineteen are under hypnosis. Hypnosis. It has hypnosis in. Um, in a little quote, you know, quotation mark. So I don't know if it's going to be like, oh, they're hypnotized by, you know, I don't know if he's using hypnosis as hyperbole and he's going to be like, oh, it's like they're hypnotized because they're so, uh, you know, drawn into the mainstream narrative. Or if he literally thinks that the vaccine has like magic stuff in it that makes you mind controlled. Honestly, could go either way with, with Mr. Clapton. Yeah. He had a lockdown song. Did you did you you ever hear it? Wait, didn't we talk about this? No, we talked we talked about um Van Morrison. That's right. Fam- oh god. Yeah, uh, uh Brown Eyed oh, Girl god. famous singer Van Morrison oh, god, song so uh, No More Lockdown uh song. Eric Clapton, I believe, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure and if he does, we'll we'll play it somewhere in this episode in a seg- in a it, uh, in a transition segment, he has a mm-hmm. lockdown song as well. So I, I'm not surprised to hear him talking about this, but I'll go into it. So this says Eric Clapton's career had, and this is a quote, so I don't know if it's from him, had almost gone away until his campaign against conventional medicine took off. I don't know if that's true. I feel like he's a very successful, very rich musician. I don't think his career had almost gone away. I mean, he's old, but... Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, he's I don't, Eric Clapton. Like, he yeah, has... I don't think he was struggling. I don't think he was living in an apartment struggling. Uh, the 76-year-old musician went on Real Music Obs- went on the Real Music Observer YouTube channel to discuss his, how his life has changed since reluctantly taking AstraZeneca's therapy in 2021. Uh, it's always good when a, a musician is is doing interviews on on YouTube channels. Definitely, yeah, that's a good sign. For good that, place yeah. in their career. Um, Clapton has since become outspoken about his anti-vaccination stance. Uh, he's claimed cool. he's claimed he, he claimed he'd been duped into getting the COVID nineteen jab by subliminal messaging in pharmaceutical advertising and urged others not to fall for it. I mean, like. 
okay, sure, yeah, pharmaceutical advertising is, like, definitely a powerful force. It's weird like, and, and uniquely, like, uh, American and Western how we yeah, have... it's not legal in other places. Yeah, how we have ads for, for life-saving necessary medicine for conditions. But but to claim that it's literally, like, uh, you know... Para- like if you've seen the parallax view they they it's a movie where they like there's a there's a film that they make uh like guys watch who are susceptible to be um assassins for like the government for the fbi so like uh you know like uh, lee harvey oswald and and um uh mark david chapman watched this thing and it's like subliminal messaging to turn you into like a sleeper assassin and it's like that That's but funny. for for getting the covid vaccine <laughs> In a, in a in an ad for for uh, for you know um, for uh, what's the one with the bathtub Cialis? Oh yeah. In the Cialis ad, it, it turns you uh, it, it brainwashes you into getting the vaccine and also try to kill uh, a Kennedy. <laughs> anyway, uh, this That's continues. It says. Um, This is Mr. Clapton himself saying, Whatever the memo was, it hadn't reached me, he said, referring to mass formation hypnosis conspiracy theory, which gained traction in 2021 as part of anti-vaccine propaganda. In related circles, it's also been called mass formation psychosis. I I remember this from a couple weeks ago. Uh, There was a big thing because some dumbass on on Joe Rogan's podcast was talking about this, how, oh, everything with COVID is, is a mass formation psychosis and it's it's because every it's like you know oh it's a mass hysteria where everyone is doing it you know without thinking it's um like mob uh you know mentality shit and it's like no it's people uh getting a medical treatment uh because it's what we need to get for a a thing it's not (laughs) what are you talking about it's not the same thing as havana syndrome right chill hey we didn't even talk about that did you see where the cia was like oh hey it's not real oh no shit they admitted it yeah there was like a full article and everything where they were like oh by the way uh we don't think it's uh it's it's some attack thing from a foreign government they basically came out and admitted it and so now people are like well what i've heard the hypothesis that it was because too many people in the intelligence sector were pretending to have it and it was getting annoying i i have no clue to me now it seems like it could be real because they said it's not now now my now just you know just just for fun now my belief is that it is real and it's proof that uh that that cuba needs to go ahead and invade the mainland usa because they have they have amazing uh mind beam technology yeah and like all it was was like people being like oh yeah i heard this sound and then i had crazy migraines and i and I, and I, straight. and i felt bad for being i i, I felt depressed like oh it's surprised that you, you feel bad when you're perpetrating horrible intelligence acts for the united states well like and the first guy that like patient zero or whatever the fuck like stuff you should know did a whole episode on it and i'm like is really interesting they like like patient zero or whatever was like uh yeah, I heard this noise in my hotel room that was only in a very specific spot, like, right where I would lay my head to sleep. Right. And, like, I woke up with, like, terrible migraines and, like, blurry vision and, like, I was discombobulated. And, like, those were the symptoms. And, like, I also felt nauseous. And those, like, everyone else was like, oh, yeah, yeah, me, too. me too. I also felt those things. It was probably, like, literally like, just, like, the vibrations of a generator outside or something. There was there was construction, like, two blocks over. Right, right. It's and, like, bullshit. it's like, okay, so you have, like, a bad sleep and there was a repetitive noise. Like, 
and then it's literally a case of mass hysteria, which is a really powerful yeah. force. So, so like, yeah, that, it's that's, like a mass placebo. So, like that's what uh, Havana syndrome is. But, but Eric Clapton here, he's he's of the belief that uh, people getting the vaccine is is the same mass hysteria. Uh, and you know all these people like Clapton and Joe Rogan, they're talking about mass formation psychosis. I want to start talking about ass formation psychosis because that's what I'm cause, saying. Because that booty got me acting crazy. <laughs> That'd be a good. Can I title the episode oh, that yeah. a- ass formation psychosis? Please. That's a good title for this. Anyway, continued. Credited to Belgian psychologist Matthias Desmet. Stupid name. I know it's probably Belgian, but I don't like it. Matthias is a lame first name, and if you have it, you're a nerd. I'm going to shove you in a locker. Wait, uh, how do you feel about Matthias? Well, this has two T's, no H. Well, I'm saying like... Matthias. Yeah, I say like you don't like... Matthias like... is a little bit better. It's still pretty dorky. Makes me think you're a little fat German boy in Lederhosen. Eating a chocolate bar. I'm a little bar. lad who likes berries and cream. Yeah, like that. Uh, so yeah. the, th- the, th- the theory essentially points to a sort of mind control that has taken over society, allowing for unscrupulous leaders to easily manipulate uh, population into, for example, accepting vaccines or wearing face masks. Right, because, you know, uh, right-wing free speech people definitely uh, aren't... Uh, manipulated by leaders into into believing things, you know, uh, all this culture war stuff where people like Tucker Carlson shout about how making the M and M's less sexy is bad, uh, and um, you know how you know how Starbucks is evil uh, because they're too woke. All that is not this, but uh, vaccines. This vaccines are are this. That's that's the real issue here. That's the real yeah, culture the, war. The thing that like. That kills me about the fucking Tucker Carlson thing, like the sidetrack, is like they've complained about the like Cardi B halftime show being too sexual. Right, and now now and the M and M's are like, not sexy enough. It's like you mean I don't want to jack it off to a fucking M and M. Well, see, it has to be that's this, a crime. There, it it's, it has to be this layer of separation where a real human woman. They have to be traditional and reserved and 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 polite and not explicit. But mm-hmm. a cartoon character, that's okay. That's moral. You can have that sexy. That's why all a bunch of alt right people are all into like uh, pervert anime shit. Oh yeah, of course. So um, Clapton continues. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do an accent. His. I'm gonna do an Eric Clapton impression because why not? Then I started to realize there was a really, really a memo, and a guy, Matthias Dimset, uh, talked about it. Clapton continued. And it's great, the theory of mass formation hypnosis, and I could see it then. Once I kind of started to look for it, I saw it everywhere. Clapton recalled seeing little things on YouTube, which were like subliminal advertising. Those are just called uh, ad skippable ads, Eric. It's not subliminal advertising. Uh, you should get ad blocker. You're you're literally rich. You're either you should be paying for like the ad for YouTube or uh, literally get an ad blocker. One of the two. You are, you're you're an insanely rich person. Do stop complaining about seeing ads. You can totally not if you want. Uh, the former Cream guitarist also talked about his efforts with fellow British songwriter Van Morrison. See, bringing it back to speak up on behalf of other artists against vaccine requirements. My career had almost gone away at the point when I spoke out. It had almost been it had been almost 18 months since I had been forcibly retired. He said as the pandemic restrictions shut down live events for months. Yeah, forcibly retired. Yeah, you know, uh, I 
Listen, listen, I have plenty of sympathy for like actual, you know, smaller indie musicians who have struggled because of the lack of being able to perform. But Eric fucking Clapton is not suffering because uh, of lockdowns and because of uh, social distancing and quarantine. No, like he's literally known as a god on the guitar. Like he, he can fucking... He can he first off he's he's not suffering for money but then if he's so uh starved for artistic output just fucking release new shit dude you you can I'm assuming if not you're allowed you're allowed I'm assuming you have a, still have some sort of record contract where you can release shit and if not put it on YouTube dude you're Eric Clapton um right I, he so I joined forces with Van and I got the tip van was standing up to the measures, and I thought, why is nobody else doing this? So I contacted him. He said Morrison76 complained he wasn't allowed to freely object to vaccine requirements. Um, I was mystified. I seemed to be the only person that found it exciting or even appropriate. I'm cut from a cloth where if you tell me I can't do something, I really want to know why, the cocaine singer asked. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, you know, he for years, Eric Clapton said, why can't I have a child that then dies by falling out a window? And, th- you know, you know, what, uh, then what happened next? Uh, anyway, my family and friends got scared, and I think they were scared on my behalf. Clapton also admitted he, that he'd given up on recent news media, uh, blah, blah, blah. He said, my family and friends think I'm a crackpot anyway. Over, over the last year, there's been a lot of disappearing, a lot of dust around, with people moving away quite quickly. It has, for me, refined the kind of friendship I have, and it's dwindled down to the people I obviously really need and love. So definitely, uh, I have no friends and family anymore, but I'm not owned. It's actually epic because I'm epic and drove them away with my epicness. Totally not owned and alone, and everyone left me because I'm a nut. Um... So he talks about his family, blah, blah. Uh, Despite making headline, others in music community have alienated him. I would try to reach out to fellow musician, and sometimes I just don't hear from them. My phone doesn't ring very often. I don't get that many (laughs) texts and emails anymore. Oh it's just God. it's just an old seven. It's a seventy-six-year-old complaining about everyone uh, having uh, basically decided to ignore him and leave him alone, and he's trying to spin it in a way to uh, to make it actually sound cool and badass, like he's a rebel. Um, no, he's literally just like an aging man whose family is like doing their own thing, like. What the fuck? So, yeah, aside from his work with Van Morrison, Clapton also released the song This Has Gotta Stop last year with a similar message. And these are the lyrics, and, and, I'll, and I'll play it after this little segment. Uh, I, got, I can't take this BS any longer. It's gone for, far enough. You want to claim my soul, you'll have to come and break down this door. Oh, good lyrics. Yeah, nice lyrics there, Eric. Uh, so yeah, Eric Clapton, uh, uh, pharmaceutical ads are literally, uh, subconsciously brainwashing you with subliminal messages to get the vaccine. Any other thoughts? That's, um... And he's not owned. It's okay he has no friends anymore, because it's actually, uh... It's because it's he because sees the he's truth cool. and his it, family doesn't. Right, it's, it, he's so cool that he doesn't need them, so he's not owned. God damn. I, like, there's just so many sentences that I've heard in the last year that I never thought I would hear in my lifetime. Yeah? Like? And that's one of them. Just like, Eric oh, okay. Clapton writes a song denouncing vaccines. Right. Well, I mean... You know, like... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, anyone, you know, just... 
uh, it being anti-vax used to be like this fringe thing for like crazy people obsessed with like holistic medicine and now it's like a mainstream like you know culture war right wing grift thing right so but then also we have to remember with all of that still eric clapton uh still did get the vaccine that's we that's the start of that thing he supposedly him getting it is what started all of this so you know still being so anti-vaccine he still got it and he's still you know he still got it, so whether or not he actually believes any of... I, I think he probably does believe everything he's saying, but also he has the luxury of knowing he actually does have it, so even if he's wrong, he's still going to be safe. Yeah, like, he can virtue signal while also, like, actually being protected somewhere. Right, and having that fallback of, oh, I actually did take it, though. But the, taking it is what made me realize uh, yeah. it's so evil. But also, if, if I'm wrong, I won't die. <laughs> Yeah, he's. It's literally like that. Um. That um. The bit from "It's Always Sunny." Yeah, playing both sides. He's like, that's why I always play play both sides, so I always come out on top. Right, right. Yep. Uh. So yeah, let's let's hear a little bit of that. I'll I'll insert it now, and some of that sweet Eric Clapton anti-lockdown music. This time's gotta stop. Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer. It's gone far enough. You wanna claim my soul? You'll have to come and break down this door. Well, Austin, uh, I think uh, a nice episode. Nice episode. Nice. Nice to be back doing the show. From yeah, nice I to agree. be in LA doing the show. Back doing the show as a regular part of my schedule. Even though we're across uh, the land and sea. Even though you left me. Even though I abandoned you. You abandoned me, Peyton. And head west. Uh, we can still have this nice time together and, and, and talk about dumb stuff and, and uh, make poop jokes. Yeah, it's like we're still hanging out. It's like, we're never, it's like I never left, which I haven't. I'm, I actually... Didn't go to California. I'm in your closet. Oh, are you living in the shed that you're living your stuff in, in your shed and you don't even know? Also, you're behind on your rent for that. That's true. I do <laughs> need to pay you. Thanks. Uh, Austin's I'll landlord have to, arc begins now. Yeah, this is the Austin landlord. Yeah, uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. A little short on cash. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the episode of the show. Uh, um, can I make one more? Can I tell one more little little story before we fully sign off? Yeah, only if you... Well, I was... It's quick, it's quick. Okay. Uh, while we were in San Francisco, we had a Lyft driver uh, who, when I got in the car, I was like, hey, how you doing? And immediately, this man replies, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? <laughs> That is his accent. Like, his like voice that. sounded like he was, like, like he was, like, an older man who sounded like he was from a former Soviet state. Was he, was and he? And, like, a... has also been smoking a pack a day for, like, years. Was his he a name flying was... blue alien who owned a pawn shop? <laughs> <laughs> no. He, like, literally had, like, a thick, like, Eastern European accent with a really gravelly smoker voice. And his name was Mazadrav. <laughs> That's like, good. I like that. I was like, this guy can't be real. And then he was complaining about the wind in his <laughs> accent. It was great. Dude, it's been windy out here on the West Coast. Yeah, it was windy. There was anyway. palm trees all over the place, like, this past week. Because, like, apparently there's been, like, 
like uh, winds enough that bad enough that the weather service put out like an alert. It's not like a tornado, but just like I guess strong winds like off wind the warning. off the ocean. Yeah, and like there were like palm tree parts like all over the road. Damn. So, you think we can get you got that guy's number? Can we get him on the show? Um, I'll have to get it from Sam. What's his name? Marty Mars like Mazadrov or Molotov something. Molotov cocktail. Yeah, Molotov. All right, we'll his get him. Molotov, you know, of the cocktail. Right. Uh. All right, we'll get him on the show. We'll figure it out. I'll call. I'll so. contact Uber. I'll call Uber up. It was Lyft. Lyft. I'll call Lyft. I'll call the head, Uber. I'll call head, Lyft headquarters. Smart. I'll, I'll get his number. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Well, uh, I guess. Until, anyway. Until next time, uh, try to keep that um, ass formation psychosis at bay, even though oh, yeah. the shoddies do be uh, packing dumpers. Oh, and I be caked up nowadays after going to the gym all the time. Austin do be caked up and goaded with the sauce. Uh, and we'll see you next time, Zoomers. <laughs> see you Hello, later. kids. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stop. Now make that motherfucker hammer sound like... Oh, stupid. 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 Oh,